this gospel passage and its parallels terrify me, I have to admit, uh, because uh, especially the parallel where, well, we did great deeds in your name and, and depart from me, I don't know you. And here, we, we, we followed you, you taught in our streets, we ate with you, I don't know you. And for those of us that are quick, we can ask the question, well, is there anything that God does not know? And the answer is no, there's nothing he does not know. And there's a really bad joke about, you know, the, the only thing he really doesn't know is what's going through a Jesuit's mind. But, uh, that, but there's, not, there's nothing that God does not know. And yet Jesus at the door will say, I don't know you. And it's not a matter of knowledge. It's a matter of, did we let him love us? And uh, I was, found myself reflecting on this passage, passage and its parallels, of course, because of the, that it's today's passage, but seeing uh, like something I had never seen before, a parallel, of course, to that famous song of St. Paul, love is patient, love is kind. And he starts with, you know, I could preach the most eloquent homily in the whole wide world. I could, I could move souls to, to repentance and I can do all these great things, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. I can, I can have words of knowledge and I can, I can read books and be able to, to expound on philosophy and theology to the day is long. I, I can do all these things, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. I can live in the community and give myself to that community and, and give myself time and again and again and again, but if I'm doing it for anything less than love, I'm nothing. Because it's first the love of God, as St. John tells us. We love because God first loved us. When we come to the gates, there's something we have to remember here. The gates are already locked here. They're knocking on the door, let us in. Depart from me, I don't know you. The ones who are going to enter, enter right away. Why? Because they follow that master so closely that they were probably, if you want the image that I have, like little lap dogs nipping at the heels of Jesus, saying, I, I'm with you, Jesus. I love you. I want, I want to follow you. Help me to, help me to be there with you. And so when he closes the door, we're already there on the inside. It's the ones who think, well, I can just do just enough. I can, I can have my foot in that kingdom of heaven and I can have a foot in the kingdom of this world that find themselves maybe too connected to this world to follow him. It's to be wholehearted. We cannot hedge our bets. It's all or nothing. And you perhaps have heard, and I had this terrible thought the other day, you know, what if it's all for nothing? Not that I doubt in God's love and mercy, I believe God is real, but what if it, what if it is? What do I lose by following him? If he's not real, I won't know about it after this life is done. But if he is real, oh, <laughs> that terrifies me. That's even more terrifying to me than being locked out. If he is real, and terror in the good and holy sense, that holy fear of God, that we're going to stand before the God who created us, who loved us, who sent us his son, of course, to reconcile us to himself. And if we allow him to love us, that's the rub. I, uh, with the children, I 
the, the school mass this morning, I asked, you know, I asked them about what they're afraid of, and I got everything from sharks to bees and everything in between. And, and, uh, and, and I said, well, you, do you really have to be afraid of sharks? No, we don't have to, because all we have to do is stay away from the water where sharks live, right? <laughs> but ultimately, the only thing we should be afraid of is being cast out of heaven. Ultimately. But at the same time, to know that God reaches out to us. And our adults, just, just as the same, all of us who are adults, if we're honest, we're afraid of certain things. Sometimes those fears are rational. I have a fear of heights, and I, I reframe it as the rational fear of sudden stops should I fall. <laughs> but in the end, the only thing is the love of God. That's what remains. That we don't have to be afraid. As St. John Paul uh, told us, be not afraid. From the first moment of his pontificate all the way through, that's the underlying uh, theme in his, all his encyclicals, that not to be afraid to give ourselves to God who loves us. But yet we hide, like Adam and Eve in the garden. We hide because we're ashamed of our sin. We hide because we don't want sometimes to admit how bad we were. I'll take that back. How bad things we did. Because in the end, we're not bad. We do bad. And we have nothing to be ashamed of when we come back to God. To allow God to love us. And even more important, as we hear in this first reading, to allow the Spirit of God to dwell in us. That the Spirit of God would groan indiscernible in us. That we would cry out to God with every ounce of our being from our weakness, from our sins that are, we're seeking redemption from, from even this mortal body. That God, who loves us, dwells in us. And if we allow that, like I said, we will be inside that gate and have nothing to fear.